Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Jensen away. Yes, yes, welcome back to another episode of the SC Whisperers NRL Supercoach Podcast for 2021. Now, off the back of our Brisbane Broncos one to watch, we're going to continue on with the Canberra Raiders. And the Raiders had an interesting one uh, last year, obviously coming fifth, um, hampered by an injury to their key player in Josh Hodgson, uh, a new half in George Williams, uh, a little bit of rotation in the back line, John Bateman, Saga, obviously all that. Um, they managed to reach the preliminary final last year. Um, off the back of a really good performance from Tom Starling when Hodge went down, uh, a lot of people thought that was the end of the Raiders, but they just defied logic and, and kept kicking on, and that's just a credit to Ricky Stewart. And come finals time, they beat the Sharks 32-20, to uh, they went on to beat the Roosters 22-18, and then fell to the Melbourne Storm at Suncorp Stadium 30-10, to so uh, no shame there in losing to the eventual Premiers, um, but I think Ricky Stewart will want to go one better this year, and especially with the uh, forward pack they've got this year. It's one to definitely keep an eye on with the Raiders. And I see them having a big year. I don't see them going the entire way, uh, but I definitely think they'll be there or thereabouts. Now, as mentioned, the Raiders were uh, a weird team to sort of analyze. They were fifth in terms of total offloads. Um, They were third for total missed tackles and first for errors in the NRL in 2020. And to show you how sort of much of an anomaly that is, the Raiders scored on average 22.25 points, which put them sixth in the NRL in terms of total offensive stats, uh, and conceded just 15.85, putting them fourth. So despite having the third most missed tackles and the most amount of errors, they still managed to put up the fourth best defense and the sixth best offense. So it just shows you that, I guess, the potential the Raiders have if they can clean up that sort of negative area of their game. Now, the one big thing in Ricky Stewart's favor this year is his depth of the forward pack, and their 1-17 to was hard to sort of predict um, because there is just so many names, but I think the backs do name themselves with their preferred 17 with no injuries. You've got Chance, you've got at fullback, Bailey Simonson, and Jordan Rapana on the wings. You've got Curtis Scott and Jared Croker in the centers. Now, there's a couple of names floating around for that center spot if Curtis Scott um, is to be dropped. You've got young Matthew Tomoko, and you've also got Harley Smith-Shields, um, two guys that I do rate very highly. But I think it is Scott's spot to lose right now. I think Croker is out for at least a week or two, so that would see Tomoko or... Uh, Harley Smith-Shields take that spot for the first couple of weeks. But in the halves, they named themselves the Dalian medalist Jack Whiten and George Williams. Now, the forward pack is the one where it really is going to get hard to sort of analyze. In my personal side, I have Papali, Hodgson, and Ryan James up top. I have Corey Hadawiranaira and Elliot Whitehead in the back row and Joe Tarpany at 13. But there's plenty of guys here that have missed that starting 13. You've got uh, Hudson Young, C.S. Oliola, Corey Horsburgh, Ryan Sutton, Havili, Emre Gula. So the depth that 
the Raiders have is just staggering to think. And Ricky Stewart loves a rotation, and you could just see that happening this year with the amount of quality they've got on that uh, extended bench. So the Raiders forward pack for one this year, I don't think has an excuse to become tired. Um, they've got the troops to, to rally around, especially come Origin when you've got guys like Papali that will uh, leave. You've definitely got adequate replacements there that can come in and, and really do a solid job for the Raiders. But today, we just wanted to touch on the three players that I think are ones to keep an eye on for Supercoach. A really good mid-ranger, a good pod, and pretty much a certified cheapie. So it's going to be good to analyze these three coming up, and uh, yeah, let's get straight into it. Now, first up on the list, we have Corey Hadawiranaira at $302,300, and in his two best recent years, being 27 and 2019, Corey had an average of 59 and 60 with PPMs of 0.81 and 0.82. Now, it's no secret that uh, CHN has a massive attacking upside. Uh, expect him to line up on the right edge if he is named to start. Obviously, the competition um, is Hudson Young, with Elliot Whitehead expected to take up the left-hand side. He has a very attractive price for a former star who averaged 60, and Sticky likes having set edges. He was blessed with Bateman and Whitehead for two years, didn't need to change them, and I don't expect him to really want to tinker with his 11 and 12 again. If Corey can lock down that uh, spot on the right edge, I think it's his to lose, and I'd be very, very surprised to see him play less than 70 minutes a game, and with a really good running ball-playing half like George Williams. Um, expect to see Corey run really nice short lines um, and really target that halfback on the inside shoulder. Um, he is a nightmare to try and tackle. You just saw him at the Bulldogs and how explosive he is with ball in hand, and especially being on that right edge. I think Williams is going to be able to free him up a lot with White and taking over the running side on the left-hand side of the field. So at a very, very attractive price for a former star, um, yeah, look, I think Corey and Harawira Naira, if named, is pretty much a must-have. Um, Hudson Young can come on and play 13 for Tarpany. Uh, he can come on and do a little bit of a job in the front row, too, if he needs to be. But like I previously said, I think um, Whitehead and Harawira Naira should be playing 70-plus. And at 302k, he's basically a must-have. Now, number two on our list is the pod that I was talking about in the intro. And it is George Williams at halfback at... 467,600. Now, English halves, stats-wise, have generally struggled, but in 2020, we saw George Williams perform his role exceptionally well, uh, being a typical halfback, but also tuning in with his running game that we were so hyped up about coming into the season. Uh, Williams looked very comfortable with ball in hand, putting ball to foot, um, but he also looked extremely comfortable um, giving a show and go or backing his running game, and we saw that uh, numerous times. Uh, he set up multiple tries just through squeezing through the line, and um, it's a breath of fresh air to see an English half come over here and, and really take the game on. Uh, and I expect with the speed that the NRL is moving towards, um, Williams is only going to be better for that. And with Miles in his legs, I really think he's set to explode in 2021. Um, having the one of the best packs in order to get him and Whiten on the front foot, obviously both running halves, but Williams really showed his ball-playing side of things last year, and in his debut year, he only missed one game and had a really respectable average of 53, and I can really see him kicking on with the added speed of the NRL to be a 60-plus halfback, and at 467k, um, he's a really good backup option. If you're going to run someone like Cleary or you're going to run someone like DCA, you could definitely start with two halves, and Williams could be that second option. So, like I said, it's, it's a breath of fresh air to see an English half come over here and really not look out of place. We've seen guys like Sam Tompkins before who were very, very hyped up and unfortunately didn't really live up to it. 
Um, Gareth Widdop is one of the only ones that I can see that has that transition back to the halves that looks really solid. But yeah, apart from uh, that, I can't name you one off the top of my head right now speaking. Um, but like I said, I think Williams, with another year in the NRL and with the added rules that speed up the game and having a really good forward pack to get them on the front foot, uh, I think we've only seen the very, very limited side of Williams. And I think 2021 will be a big year for him. And um, he is someone to seriously consider looking at. Obviously, doesn't have goal-kicking duties, but I don't think that matters when you've got an average of 53 in your first year. Uh, I don't see any regression on the cards. Like I said, I only expect, I only expect him to kick on uh, even more, adding a potential 10 points to his 2020 average. And last on our list for players to watch out for in 2021 from the Canberra Raiders, it will be Bailey Simonson at 205000 Now, this is the certified cheapie that I pretty much think everyone should be starting with, even if it's just a bench spot that's not scoring in your side. At the start of the podcast, I mentioned that Ricky Stewart had a bit of a weird backline rotation last year, and Bailey Simonson was... Uh, sometimes the person that was negatively affected by this and only starting on the wing five times last year and coming off the bench twice, it saw his overall average last year drop. Gives us a really nice price to start the year this year. The biggest problem that I can see with Bailey Simmonson is the lack of base stats he has shown in the last 24 months. With the departure of Kotrick, who had a lot of go forward for the Raiders, I'm hoping that Ricky sort of instills this into Bailey Simmonson. Uh, and this basically says to me that I need you to get more hit-ups to get our big forwards the ability to continue on up the middle third. But at 203,000, I don't really see that being an issue, even if he doesn't have a huge base. He will rely on tries to get a good score. He is not someone I recommend starting, unless it's a really weak matchup. But yeah, he's someone that can sit on your bench and, and will still make you a good coin. But 2019 was his best year for Supercoach, holding an average of 38. We'd love to see him get back to that, adding a few tries as well to make the investment really, really profitable. Um, but even if he doesn't, at 203k, he's not going to lose you any money. And with the lack of real cheapies um, showing themselves, out of the seven that you're going to pick, I think Simerson's one to have. Uh, he should have that starting spot on the wing locked up, and it's pretty much his to lose. The likes of Ramsey and Staines are also popular in super coaches, but... Uh, at 160k cheaper, Simonson, I guess, is one to to watch out for and probably have on your bench. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a must-have, but he's as close as you can to it for the price and for his pretty much guaranteed role at Canberra. All right, guys, today was a little bit different. Obviously, we had the one cheapy, the one really nice mid-ranger, and one pod in George Williams to have. I think it's going to be a really good year for the Canberra Raiders. Like I said, I would be careful of picking any of their forwards that don't have guaranteed minutes. Um, you guys like Ryan James come to mind. Yeah, he's 237k or something, but there is a lot of competition, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Ricky Stewart rest him and rotate him coming off the back of an injury. But guys like Simonson have a much more defined role, so they're the ones you could probably take a stab at. If you are going to take a stab at guys like Ryan James, just be wary that um, his minutes could be heavily rotated. But uh, yeah, look, I'm really excited for Canberra Raiders this year. I think with the added depth they've got in the front row, um, they have not really much to to fall back on in terms of failure. Obviously, the departure of Kotrick opens the door up for someone like Simonson, but they have really nice halves. They've got uh, a really nice emerging fullback in uh, Nickel Klockstad. You've still got leadership there in Jared Croker. Um, you've got... Origin experience with Papali, uh, all-round experience with Hodgson, and someone like Tom Starling emerging off the bench. So 
It's going to be an interesting year for the Canberra Raiders. I think they're going to go one step better than what they did last year, but I don't see them winning at all. But for now, that's everything. In the next podcast, we will be touching on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, There's a lot of options at the Bulldogs this year, and with the new coach, they're also very exciting. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys, and keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.